Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to The Brian Diaries, where our pals and I get together and talk about subjects dealing with our favorite tabletop role-playing setting, The World of Darkness. While we may not be subject matter experts on the game lines, we have a passion that has led us to create and share actual plays with you all. Eventually we thought, well shit, we might as well take a stab at a podcast, and here you go. Each episode, we will have a guest content creator to join us to talk about whatever subject is on the table. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. So here we go. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fucking Brian Diaries. I'm fucking back and I'm fucking stoked and... I have a fucking confession to make, Andrew. I have a confession to make, man. And and this is probably gonna where where our listenership's probably gonna fucking drop, dude. Like like critically because of this. I have quit drinking coffee, man. I fucking have quit drinking coffee. Can you really? tell? Yeah. I um, can't tell. Yeah, I know. Because you, pro- you said five fuckings in the last <laughs> uh, how long has it been? Uh about forty five seconds. They're not even 10 seconds, 11. <laughs> that's a fuck for every two seconds, you know? Yep. I, that's that's why I was quiet. I was counting. Yeah, my mouth is waiting, like a... I was waiting for more to drop. I was going to see how many... <laughs> how, what, what was going to be the count today? My mouth is like a rabbit and drops a lot of fucks. That's a lyric. You guys can go wow. and throw that. Yeah. Okay. No, but um, in all reality, uh, I, I kind of have cut back on the coffee and I've been drinking green tea lately, man, which, I mean, has caffeine, but uh, not to the highest. Desiree abundance. would be proud. Yeah, well, that that exactly. It's funny. Desiree, shout out Desiree, shout out Wolf Mom, shout out. Uh, I don't even know what other. <laughs> Aaron, the Gangrel from Esoteric Order of Role Players, has uh, really uh, got me on to green tea. Matter of fact, it kind of like kind of skipped where I was going to bring her up. But yeah, I haven't been really doing anything too much for the podcast for the last uh, about month. I would think. Um, I know I just was going through some personal shit, uh, you know, and I want to thank Desiree from the Esoteric Order of Role Players, along with David, along with the whole Twin Cities by Night crew, including you, Andrew, and uh, people from the scene who, uh, you know, who had reached out to me. Thank you. It's awesome. Uh, you know, just sometimes in life, you know, you just get overwhelmed by life a little bit. Um, I'm not going to get too into the weeds about, you know, the situation or whatever, but uh, I just don't need the break. I got the break did some reevaluation. I fucking meditate now, dude. Now I meditate to find out dark and evil ways to take over the world, but I still meditate. Um, and I'm just like doing some things to lower my stress, dude. And I'm ready to be back with the Brian diaries. And I want to, it's good. It is. It's, um, it's, it's awesome to be back. It was awesome to see the gang step up, shout out to twin cities by night for like, this is, this is the thing, Andrew. And this is what blows my fucking mind, dude, about the whole twin cities by night experience. And to the day one, people who've been listening before we were even in a podcast format probably recognized this already but long gone are the days where twin cities by night was just me running a game with four fucking people and that's it you know like we have become like this like what oiled machine dude like where processes and fucking exist and people step up and do different things and like i can easily be like hey guys i I need a break for a month and motherfuckers are coming up with one shots and coming up with like um you know brian diary episodes and all this crazy shit and and i just want to thank give everyone in the crew a thanks for that um it really means a lot but uh, for those of you listen to last 
Brian Diary episode where Slavic and Tillman talked about Eclipse Face Second Edition character creation. How awesome was that? Have you listened to that yet, Andrew? I know it's hard to like keep up with our shit or everything, but did you ha- happen to like take a listen to that? I did not, dude. Listening to that shit was like listening to an NPR episode. And what I mean by that is like, I felt like I was smart, even though I'm a dummy. You ever had that where you like listen to certain podcasts or watch certain shows? You're like, I am smart. I'm watching this fucking podcast or watching this show or listening to this podcast. Dude, it was so chill. It was so fucking relaxing. It was just like I was driving to work listening to it and it just totally made my day. And I've had so many fucking people reach out and say that. Slavic and Tillman should like record episodes, you know what I mean? And do their thing. And I'm trying to get them to um, warm up to it. So if you're listening and you're one of those people who told me that, hey, those two should do more episodes, uh, go on our Discord, go on our Twitter, go on our Facebook, bully them because bullying, I mean, peer pressure works, right? Andrew, am I wrong in that? Uh, it works. And uh, yeah, <laughs> hit them up and see what they're, what, uh, hit them up and get them to start recording shit, man, so I can hear their silky smooth European tones. What have you been up to, bro? I've been talking a lot. What have you been up to? Ah, uh, you, you know, just do your thing. Um, <laughs> <sighs> you know, I I have experienced my fair share of stresses. Uh, I'll just leave that at that. Uh, I I have uh, been Don't just they- trying to just relax and and take it easy as well. You know, there's just not. Um, Oh, man, how did how do I how do I can I put this without going to, in too depth? Sometimes you just you just really need to take a step back from things mm-hmm. and just just do things that you enjoy and have fun. Yeah, for sure. And that's why this is awesome that this is here, right? You know, like we can always yeah. like fall back and do that for fun. And I don't I don't I don't I don't know if a lot of people who listen to us realize like you know with us and I guess our vision, all ten of us, our vision on how Twin Cities by Night goes. We don't have like a a mission statement. We don't have like a business plan. We're not having like a long future goal. Like, hey, we want to make a living off this. And I mean, I'm not like, that's not me shitting on people who do have that outlook. I'm not, you know, if you want to go for that goal, yeah, you do you, man. But with us at Twin Cities by Night, this is all for love, man. You know, like this is all for love of the hobby now of course we want to be listened to and of course we want people to discover us um you know some more so than others but this is all come down to this is just us doing something we love which even makes it more amazing right how people step up and just like uh you know are able to whip together stories at the last minute to have people run and um yeah man it's good to come back to this and be around with you brother i missed you man i missed you brother even though we only live like 20 minutes apart right is it 20 30 minutes look (laughs) <laughs> you were saying how we're gonna go hang out and you, you know Ugh. you've had all this shit going on so i've been letting you, letting you get used to life in texas yeah <laughs> driving in texas <laughs> right here's my plan but, dude uh, when my house yeah. is built because i'm staying in this fucking rental that i can't my wife and i fucking ugh, we loathe it you know what i mean but when my house is done getting built you're gonna be coming over and we're gonna be hanging out dude and you'll be sitting in my office where I'm going to throw up thumbnails <laughs> of all of our Twin Cities by night fucking thumbnails on the wall. And I'm going to have that drawing of Katow, that Jenkins awesome boyfriend did, all that shit, man. We'll go ahead and rock that shit out, dude. So, But I'm pretty excited here, dude, because today's topic, what we're going to actually be talking about after the break, is perhaps the biggest reason why we have horrible Vampire the Masquerade cosplay where people dress up like a 2000 Britney Spears, oops, I did it again backup dancer you know what i'm talking about right that milkavian with the fucking school catholic girl outfit cosplay that 
this fucking horrible right after like Harley Quinn, right? No, I think that's worse than Harley Quinn. What do you say? Am I being am I being wrong? Am I being evil saying that? I don't think it's worse. You don't think it's worse than Harley Quinn? Oh wow, man! No, oh, no, no. Wow. Harley Quinn has got some next level like oh god behind dude. it. I mean, no, like what's I what's, like I like I like cartoon Harley. I like I like the way yeah. they introduced that character, but everything in after <laughs> yeah 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 and, and people who are fans <laughs> of harley uh. yeah <laughs> but anyway so what i'm talking about is we're gonna be talking about the classic uh video game vampire the masquerade bloodlines uh after this break which andrew has played a ton of and i have never played so we're gonna go ahead and talk about that and take a deep dive into that uh yeah until then stay tuned motherfuckers fuck 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 i said five fucks in two seconds right there did i or actually seven fucks either way cut to the break oh hello again folks i'd like to tell you about the facebook group we run called white wolf and onyx path rpgs gameplay and media have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games why have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded one that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could get the attention you deserve the group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. Okay, welcome back. Uh... Let's let's just dive right into this. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, a video game that uh, come out, what was it, uh, 2003, I want to say? 2004, it was around the same time. It was literally the same time as Half-Life 2. Like, I remember that they had the same engine, and it just kind of had that really terrible, like, uh, release because it was competing against something that has been lauded even now people are still there's that meme on the internet like oh when's half-life 3 coming out you know because like how how popular of a game that was it just it sold shit it did absolutely terrible and it was a buggy mess it was just horrible it was all hor. it was a really horrible game on release but it has become this like cult classic because it is it is a damn good game it really is, and and people have devoted so much time to just fixing the the bugs in it, to where now you can just hey you know there's a patch you can get, and and the game is just it runs smooth, and it's just wonderful. And isn't there like some like saying like every time someone mentions Bloodlines, Bloodlines it gets installed yes. and played again. Someone reinstalls and plays it all over again. It, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I mean, once you've played it through with like four or five different types of characters yeah you're kind of done there's not really a whole lot more that you can do because the story it's it's one of those types of games where it's a role-playing game with a story that you just play through in a linear fashion and then you can get a whole different experience playing it again with a different character with different interactions um 
it's a uh, it's really one of those games that you don't play it because of the game mechanics are exciting like no that's not why you play this game it's it's really dated in that regard actually like the the game mechanics are just really weird you know and and everything's combat focused and the disciplines and stuff so like you're playing this game because it really it sells you on the world of darkness and vampire the masquerade it really it really sells that feel it makes you think like wow you know i'm really in this like dark world where there are vampires and werewolves and other unknown things living in the world and you are trying to navigate the politics between the camarilla and the sabbat and the anarchs and just trying to really you know you're a neonate who just has all the, the elders manipulating you left and right and trying to figure out how you're going to survive and what you're going to do and 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 to to not just get just crushed and under all this political ma- political machination. So originally, when the game came out, correct me if I'm wrong, you could only play Camarilla clans, right? Well, that's actually still the case. Okay. Uh, there are mods that people have made over time to adapt it to where you can play other things. Hmm. But those, again, are they're mods. So if okay. you're getting the official game and then you get the unofficial patch, it doesn't add anything. It, it just... It just fixes stuff. Fixes stuff. It, the, um, there's some coding in the game that had some like voice lines that were unused and some uh, other little bits and pieces here that were re-added because they were incomplete and they had to kind of fill in some of it. But for the most part, it's just fixing things and adding in stuff that was in the coding already mm. that was just left out in the final product. Mm. So like, there's nothing... Um, without mods where you, you play through like as a, one of the Camarilla clans and you just kind of have to, it's mostly you're deciding between like, am I going to side with Anarchs or am I going to side with Camarilla? So that's what I was going to ask about. Cause for those of you who may not know, I think it was two Brian diaries episodes ago. We did one on uh, the second Anarch revolt that occurred. In yeah. Los and this, Angeles. this is in the same setting. Um, mm-hmm. It has. Okay. So there's one character from that book in this game. One. That's and it, really. There's one because it's it's ten year gap. Okay. There's a ten year now. That said, I have some theories about some of the other uh, characters in the video game and who they really answer to. But uh, like the the character that shows up is uh, is voiced by John DiMaggio, who I don't know if you know who that is. He did the voice of Bender from Futurama. No way. And, and wow. He, uh, uh, Jake the dog and Adventure Time and other things. Like they've got some. St- pretty good like voice actor credits in this courtney taylor gray delisle you know other people like they just there's really really good voice acting in this game it it is brilliant like the they sell you the characters it is so good like you you the, you, you you tease and joke about uh but the character on the cover you know and and the <laughs> thing is she is she's she's voiced by gray delisle who um you you may not know who she is by her name, but she is probably one of the biggest voice actors out there because of the sheer volume of things that she does and the range of her characters. Like she's in everything from like fairly odd parents to like some anime and like Avatar the Last Airbender and just like tons and tons of video games on The Simpsons and just she has so many voice acting credits. Like you can look at her like history and you would be amazed and you can all these characters are so different from each other and they're so unique and she she is just an incredibly talented woman and like her character in this is this like you know 
sexy, seductress type of Malkavian who's like kind of wild. And people really get into it because she sells you this character who just like seems just really intriguing, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm not hating on it too much. Just like 25% hate. So yeah. you say it takes place 10 minutes. Who's a, or 10, 10, 10 years, 10 years, 10, 10 minutes, years. literally 10 minutes later. It's, it's 10. It, it is almost exactly 10 years after uh, the, the book is set. So who is set in 92, I want to say. Hmm. And yeah. so this is set in 2003. So 11 years. So is it a spoiler to say what character can, uh, is from the book that is in the story? I mean, this this is a game that came out in 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should just say, hey, yeah, if you haven't fucking played it, we're spoiling it, all right? Because like, yeah, like, it's been out 15, 16 years, man. Come on now. All right, yeah, go ahead. No, so, it's um, it's uh, what's Smiling Jack, right? Smiling Jack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because so, I've seen clips of it, yeah. Like, he's like right there in the beginning, you know? Okay. Like, for, he, he's the character that kind of takes you through the, uh, the tutorial. Uh, and, he, and he appears more later on in the game. And he's very... He's very critical to the plot, you know, he, and, and, and the, the character of smiling Jack is just fun and interesting. He's like that. He's that, he's that, you know, Ancilla age ish, like Bruja, who's part of the Anarchs and just like all the other Anarchs look up to him and how great he is, you know, yeah. he's like a legendary figure to them. And he, and he plays that role in this video game as being like this, just really cool, like dude, who's just. If you're if you're on the anarch side and everything, he's cool, man. He'll he'll give you some advice and tips and stuff, and he's just just real chill. And and being voiced by someone like you can hear the the the, the voice of Bender in there. You really can't be hearing that. Like it just <laughs> makes him like, oh yeah, this dude's awesome. You know? Yeah. John sure. DiMaggio just has that like kind of uh very. He's got a very distinct sound. Awesome. You know, even though his character his characters have slightly different voices, like his range isn't as wide as some other people, but like it's still he's still it's good it's a good voice it's a good uh combination of uh visuals and uh voice acting so that game came out towards the end of the original vampire the masquerade's lifespan yeah, yeah. and this takes place during those times in the final nights like the story <laughs> revolves around like you know the antediluvian antediluvians possibly rising you know like you f- there's this whole plot about like finding this uh ancient sarcophagus they called the Ankaran sarcophagus and like the prince is having you like go and like look into it because you know it's it might have some like ancient in there or something so that's my question for you i was going to ask is there any explanation as to the changes that happened in 10 years because obviously there's a huge change in that Uh, his name is lacroix lacroix there's a prince lacroix right in in the game itself no they don't really address that now that said outside in um in like you can kind of piece together the lore of what really happened in mm-hmm. other sources because before this game even come out like uh some of the characters like uh uh, uh jeremy mcneil who was you know really like the big anarch dude like mm-hmm. he he just kind of disappeared in he he you know there was this like move in of uh the what do they call him the the equation come in equation into, yeah yeah they come into la and like but all this this ongoing war that was happening and he just kind of he, he ditched he left town no one knows where he went he just disappeared and then like things started going to hell so you know later on they kind of uh they kind of do through like stuff like uh, beckett's jihad diary they kind of hint at it a bit in some other books even they they in the like uh anarchs unbound and I'm, I'm sure there's stuff on there in the v5 uh, anarch book i haven't really read that though um i'm sure there's stuff on 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 specifically 
you know, addressing that because they do use, uh, um, now I'm drawing a blank, blank on her name. Um, the Malkavian? Yeah. 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 She uh, is in V5. They, they have a little profile right. for her at the end. Yeah. And they, and they, and they have like a lot of, they, they really use her a lot. And so, um, they do kind of tie in what happened in that, like the, uh, you know, the Anarchs were losing shit was going down and the Camarilla moved in and just said, Hey, here's our Prince. They sent a guy in to be the Prince who was kind of like, he'll tell even in the game, if you get him to like you a little bit, you know, and do some stuff for him and really suck up to him. He'll tell you a little bit of his own personal history about how he was like embraced during the Napoleonic era. Like, you know, he was a soldier in Napoleon's army and everything. And, and how he, uh, you know, he was given this opportunity to be a prince by, you know, some other elder in the Camarilla, just basically telling him like, hey, they, he's a pawn essentially. Yeah. And 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 just and that's kind of like the theme of vampire, really, is that, you know, there's always elders manipulating you, even princes. Oh yeah, for Not, sure. Even even though the prince is telling the neonates what to do, the prince has people he's answering to. Yep. You know, and and it really shows in this game. They don't throw it in your face either. It's like something you can find out. Like, and he talk he he pitches it as like this whole like, you know, he was given this awesome opportunity. But like, you know how that really went down. You know the reason why he's a prince here, and that's why he wants this sarcophagus because he thinks maybe there's a ancient in there that can give him a give him a little power boost so that he can stop being pushed around <laughs> power boost the ability. No, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one thing that I was going to ask you is there are, there are some NPCs. I know, I think Sasha Vikos, did I pronounce that right? Uh, is in the game, right? Has a cameo. Am I no, correct? I don't think so. Oh, maybe it's a different Shimizu. Um, yeah, there's a completely different uh, okay. uh, char- Shimizu are, character. In there. Are there any other non-LA by Night NPCs that are from the World of Darkness that are in the game, or are they yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple. Yeah, Beckett's in there. Oh, Beckett. Yeah. yeah, he has a whole, he has a whole thing. He'll even like, if your character is a gangrel and you've like, I did this on accident. I found this out <laughs> myself on accident. If your character is a gangrel, and you and you have your disciplines already maxed out, he will he will teach you an out-of-clan discipline. He'll teach oh, you celerity. Wow. And that's the only way you can get an out-of-clan discipline in this game. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So gangrels are the only ones without, like, using mods or any kind of, like, thing like that to, in the in just the base game, you can get celerity. Oh, wow. That's as an out-of-clan cool. discipline. And, and so, like... He uh he he plays an important role in uncovering the truth about the sarcophagus, you mm. know, because his role in the world of darkness as like a scholar and everything, and he's he he's very interested in types of things where it's like oh there's these supposedly ancients, you know, he's this this not a scholar who goes around researching things and traveling the globe, and so during this time of this video game, he he appears like at first it's like. He's it's kind of creepy because like there's like some kind of like giant wolf you see occasionally like fucking following you. Oh god. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, you'll see it every now and then in certain parts of the game. And then turns out it's Beckett. He was just like, you know, just happened to be there because he's looking into the same thing you are. And then like, you know, he kind of starts helping you out with uh things, giving you clues on where you can go next to look for more information and stuff. Beckett is uh one of the characters in there are there any other npcs like kind of known npcs um in like from like the the tabletop like in the books and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. no they introduce a lot of new characters um they really build a world um to of their own which is is good because you know they they don't um they don't like behold them themselves completely to what uh 
what is going on in the tabletop game and they kind of like but they still you know they use that universe and it's a believable like like you're really like i was saying earlier like you're really in the world of darkness you're really in the world of vampire the masquerade that's what it feels like to me it feels like they had more freedom probably because they knew the game line was wrapping up too you know so they didn't have to like sit there and follow a lot of the canon also um so are there any other elements of any of the other world of darkness games that are in bloodlines like do you have like you know werewolves mages or anything to that extent yeah yeah there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole thing with uh with a werewolf there's a there's a whole i won't i won't say where it happens but it is usually a stumbling point for people who are playing the game for the first time because what you have to do like is just run <laughs> just fucking run get that yeah. down to celerity from you, beckett and just run yeah you cannot fight you cannot fight this thing you just have to run oh, and wow. and there's also a really cool like thing later on where a character you thought was dead shows back up with like a werewolf head that like from that scene oh wow that's pretty intense dude pretty intense yeah. so they are the fact the factions that are in it are the uh sabat anarchs camarilla and the kindred of the east right Yes, and there are the occasional like uh, independent. Uh, there's a Nagaraja in the story. Oh, um, wow! There's a um, Giovanni, right? Yeah, there's there's a whole thing with the Giovanni. You have to like infiltrate their place. So like they have independents in there, um, mm. and uh, but it's mostly like you know you're mostly trying to decide of you're you're you are having to do what the prince says, mm. you know, like because even if you refuse him, he'll like dominate you. You know, one thing that, uh, <laughs> but, <dumb>. but <laughs> you're balancing that act between like playing like Anarch or Camarilla and which one you want to really side with in the end. And you can also end up siding with Quajin, which bad idea, never do that. Hmm. So, uh, this game has had a, I mean, even in our group alone, I know, I think Slavic, I think Adam at least has said, and I'm not sure anyone else, uh, I think the whole Tillman played it. Tillman. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, th- I know a lot of people played it, but I'm thinking, I know definitely Adam and Slavic said the whole reason they checked out the game, uh, the tabletop version was because they played the video game yeah, version. Yeah. And first. I think that's the case for many people is mm-hmm. that this game really brought them into, like, introduced them to it. And, and that's good. It's a good thing. It's great because it really, because it, again, like I said before, it sold the world, mm-hmm. the, the universe to people. And then they really wanted to know more, you know, because it, it's, it, it, it's Vampire the Masquerade, man. It's got a very unique take on on vampirism. The whole like story with antediluvians and Cain and all that. You learn about that through the gameplay over time. Oh wow! And so they delve into like deep, like, like some of the deep shit, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You can talk to NPCs and it really you can get a really good perspective of the universe. All the while you're playing an action RPG where you're running around as a vampire in a trench coat with machine guns and katanas. <laughs> like so... that's the thing that you're 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 doing. So it's it's a bit cheesy, yeah. But at the same time, it really sells you on the world. Well, one thing that I heard from a lot of people who play is that there's a scene with the hotel. I think it's the Giovanni scene or the mansion or something like no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead. The hotel, yes. Yes, that the... that's pretty creepy. Oh, yeah. Pretty... So it it's kind of like um, it's there. there's horror art games now that probably wouldn't exist now if it wasn't for this one type of like scenario they have you in. Oh, wow. Holy shit. That, really? Like there's there's that whole like like have you ever played uh, Descent? No, I, I'm to, for the record, I'm not a big video game player, so I don't have a lot of experience ahead of time. So I apologize, but no, I haven't. Or no, uh, Amnesia: The Dark Descent. That's the one I'm thinking of. 
Okay. No, there, but anyway, there's there's games, there's a whole genre of like where you're like this helpless person like or or something like that where you're trying to like navigate like a spooky oh. uh you know dark place and there's like weird supernatural shit going on and and you don't know what the hell is actually happening and you just have to try and just like live and it you're just and it's you going through this uh haunted hotel is what it is your character has to go to this hotel to retrieve something for another character and and you know it's haunted going there <laughs> and when and when you get there and it just weird shit starts happening around you and it's so fucking creepy it really is they really got that whole like you're walking and you see like a figure at the end of the hall and then like lights flicker and they're gone you're like what the fuck was oh, that Jesus and then Christ. there's like voices and shit that you start hearing like it sounds like something's like right behind you and you turn around and then like stuff's like moving you know like you know, and then like you walk into a room and all the fucking electricity, like the lights explode and everything, and you're like, oh, it's so creepy. The environment is so, and 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 it's and it is hazardous too. It's not like, oh, you're just walking around and nothing. Your characters can't die from anything. Like there are actual threats in this situation as well. Oh man. And it's just it and and so like I said, there's a werewolf. Like this is wraith. There are wraith. There's a wraith in this game, and it, it's scary. Jesus Christ. So now every, everyone who I'm sure follows Vampire the Masquerade or um, who's played the game is well aware that the second Bloodlines is going to be coming out. I don't know the exact release date. Uh, I don't I either. The, I, I'd have to look that up. But yeah, they yeah. have a Discord server. We could probably yeah. throw that in the uh, description for this yeah, video. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> now, uh, have you been following that? Are you excited for that? Do you still do? You, do you find it like rekindling that that excitement you had with the first one? Uh, first, it did. Uh, the more information I find out about it, the less I'm kind of like, eh. It it just it seems to be departing a bit from the uh from the established like VTM kind of thing. They're they're introducing their own their own factions. Ah, uh, like new factions. Like, yeah, I've noticed that they've been slowly they, releasing got, information about yeah, them. Right, they've got five factions, and one of them I think is the Camarilla, but mm. like, or at least it's like very similar. It's like this is basically the Camarilla, but like, I don't know. They're they're setting up their own like dynamic of factions and it and i like the existing factions in vtm yeah and i would rather they use those but i get what they're trying to do they're trying to make their own thing and that's yeah. fine and then they're used they have the same author though that's the thing oh really they, yeah one of the same authors i don't think justin achille is working on it but <clears throat> i know oh. that the other writer uh yeah you didn't know justin Ach no, I didn't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, did, he, he is credited for working on it. I don't know exactly what he did. Hmm. I just know that he's credited for working in Bloodlines. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're kind of just the, waiting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of games, isn't there? Like another vampire video game coming out too, and Brian Minnesota. That's the guy who's writing for uh, Bloodlines too. Okay. I was yeah, a bit man. surprised seeing Justin Achilles' name, though, to be honest, because I I, I googled there uh, earlier and I was like, huh. <laughs> I, I like I didn't even know he had something in that. Yeah, well, I think he was also working on that MMORPG that never uh, ended up being a thing, which that would have been rad too, to be honest with you. That MMR MMORPG, you know, hit the ground. I, I may have even yeah. checked that out, you know, but um, you know, just I find with with just myself and everything going on, I have I, it's just the time to sit down and play video games for me i just uh yeah i just don't have the time or anything but the excitement that you see people for bloodlines too is just fucking amazing. oh you know what it is okay yeah. i'm looking at it more detailed they 
the writing credits for Justin Achille is that he worked on the game Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, and so they, that's yeah. what it is. They threw it right. in there. Yeah, for sure. Like, so they, they, they just threw him as a writing credit on uh, IMDb because he worked on the tabletop game. Awesome. So one more question before we wrap this up. And, you know, we, we had that, uh, you said you had theories about some characters from LA by night who were probably involved, but they're just not spoken or seen and, yeah. uh, in the game. Tell me some of those theories. Cause I'm really interested in hearing those. Um, my, my, my biggest like, uh, theory is that, uh, there's, there's a character in the video game who, um, who says that he is the Baron of Los Angeles. He is the guy or a Baron of, I'm sorry. Hollywood, my bad, not just LA. He's the Baron of Hollywood. And he says, you know, he's been the one who built up Hollywood and he's been involved in everything. And he's the guy who, uh, who uh, really, um, really made Hollywood what it is, right? Yeah. And he's a Toreador. And, and, and if this is sounding familiar, there's a certain, uh, there's a certain character in the book, Christopher Halton, who's a yeah. Toreador who yeah. built up LA. Yeah, yeah. And so so this guy to me is clearly just like someone that Christopher has in place. Yeah, for sure. He is this is like this is one of his proxies. This is someone he is working through. And to me, it shows that um this is probably someone that either that he embraced directly or is embraced by that former prince because it's in the book. Uh, uh, Don Sebastian had tons of childer. He, he, the reason why Toreador are so populous in, in the area is because he was just embracing lots of people and letting them embrace. So my theory is that, uh, that this uh, so-called Baron of Hollywood is just someone that is descended from and is pretty much directly controlled by Christopher Halton. And the only reason he's even there is because, you know, this guy's behind the scenes manipulating him. Do you feel they left out Christopher and Joaquin and all that because they kind of didn't want the game to get too dark? I No, I think that they just really wanted to do their own thing. Kind of yeah. like how uh, how Bloodlines 2 is going to be, like yeah. say, in, uh, I think it's Seattle. Seattle, yep. yep. Yeah, and they kind of, and they're building their own setting. I think they just wanted to do their own thing, and they didn't really, they didn't want to, like, be too, like, beholden to a book that was 10 years old and, uh, you know, was probably a little different from the vision they had, and they wanted to try to expand the uh, the setting in their own way and build the story. And so while it's good they used new, a whole bunch of new characters and they used a couple of the old ones, it I I still like to like tie in you know how these uh, how these things all work together because you can totally use the Bloodlines game in like a tabletop game you could totally use uh, some of this stuff like and I think <laughs> it's funny uh, we mentioned earlier uh, the uh, uh, Des from the Esoteric Order um, because I, I was listening to their uh, podcast the other day and he threw out a reference directly to that game. Oh, and I don't think Des picked up on it. And if you're listening to this, Des, Asphole. Asphole is in Bloodlines. And you know Des is listening because she fucking <laughs> mentioned you the other one yeah. about the the vigil or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
It's so funny. Boner jams for the win. If you don't know, go listen to Esoteric Order Role Players, man. Holy shit. It's funny because I'll listen to the first 20 minutes of their shit and then stop when they start playing because I'm wrapping up 13 Candles, which is their third arc in their LA Chronicle right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to spoil anything. So, well, that's been an awesome fucking lesson. That's the cool thing, too, with these games is that they are written to the, spe- the, the whole unreliable uh, narrator aspect, man, to where like you can picture it and piece it together and piecemeal the story how you would like, even in a game like Bloodlines, you know, like Christopher Hutton's responsible for that, Baron. Yeah, that's, that's in your story, man. That's your jam you do you you know and that's uh that's kind of cool they left a lot of things open like that and yeah to be so concrete i'm uh i'm pretty convinced personally that uh that isaac abrams is basically just like a a proxy of christopher houghton it's it's so it's that there's just too much that ties them together yeah. and that um that it's really just this uh it's really just like this whole video game really ties into this the the tabletop and like and and when you get into uh like even v5 and and uh some of v20 you know not too much in v20 just beckett's jihad diary but when you really get into those you can see a lot of the the, that stuff being adapted into it because they want it to be a unified world Mm -hmm. and so you can always you can always use this game in your tabletop game like you play if you're playing in a setting in la like play the game just yeah. experience it at least once. Pull some ideas from it. Use some of the characters. There are some mm-hmm. cool people in this game. For Probably sure. throw out some of the others. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't use them all. Like I, I fucking hate Damsel. I hate that character. I don't, I don't know why people like her. I hate Damsel. Which one's that? Shitty character. She's the she's the anarch like who who's like the den mother type figure for like the anarchs in their in their weird little club. Oh, and. Is that the they, one? The they strippers? like hang out in a bar. No, no, that's not the stripper. The stripper <laughs> is a whole different character who is. <laughs> I don't even want to know the weird dance that they all do. <laughs> like I don't even. The the stripper vampire actually I think is a good character because she oh. like manipulates you into doing her bidding so that she doesn't actually have to deal with like things. Oh, she's a vampire. I thought she was like a backup. I just thought it was a backup scene in the game. You know what I mean? Like you walk by it or whatever. No, no, no. You go this. you go into a strip club and meet a, a stripper vampire. Oh wow! Jesus. And you in in doing these like quests for her, you can get her to let you use like her strippers as blood dolls. Oh wow! Wow, that's some dark. That's Tarantino shit right there, man. <laughs> you know, like yeah, no, it, this is a dark game, dude. Like you can stumble across like some chick giving a dude head in the in the in an alley club. Oh like, wow! They don't you don't see anything, but yeah. like you're, she's on her knees, like moving her head back and forth. <laughs> like it's pretty clear what's going on. And then like you like and then there's like people who like there's there's some dark shit that go on there's like there's like a sex trafficking ring there's holy shit there's like drug trade there's like they they really it's it is the world of darkness dude it is it is it sells you on that setting they don't don't pull any punches but it also has yeah it's it's got that revised era like (laughs) katanas and trench coats and machine guns kind of feel to it too oh wow so (laughs) that's not it's for an action game. You kind of need that. You kind of need it. Yeah. You got to have a fucking katana, bro. <laughs> if you're going to have chicks giving head in the alleyway, you need a fucking katana, man. That's just yeah. like, it's, it's a, it's nice. a, it's a crazy game, man. Yeah, dude. So but, if, yeah, if you are hearing this, check it out. If you haven't before, if you have fucking listened to it, well, guess what you get to you. If you have played it, you just heard our opinions on it. So if, if you have played it, it sounds like you're going to be playing it again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how, how many hours did we just commit people to against their will? Yeah. They're just going to be like, ah, shit. They're like, fuck, I go and and fuck them. <sighs> 
Yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> fuck them in their goddamn two cold cities. They're not even from there, you know. Like that's what's gonna be happening. Oh well, man. Sorry to hear that, guys. I remember you while you're looking at uh, stripper vampires. But on that note, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and take our second break, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna be talking about what we have coming up in the future. All right, stay tuned. High level games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please. Help. They're coming. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. So let's talk about what we have coming up on the schedule. So on December 1st, when this is actually what you're listening to right now will be released, we'll be recording our Vampire the Masquerade mini series called Sorrow of Winter's character creation session what that means is that the players will be creating their characters we'll have short like a short little narration origin kind of aspect to it uh before the actual story kicks off for those of you who yeah. may yeah i'm, I'm not committing anything to a sheet until we do that oh yeah and i i, I mean dude there's going to be so much going on i mean like everyone has like had concepts you know well uh, not to get too in depth but uh, clan wise right now we have a shimaze uh pander uh asamite a Malkavian, and I don't want to say yet that she's gonna 100% do it, but someone is thinking about doing a Samedi, so we will. Uh, not Samedi, oh. excuse me, uh, um, a Salubri. So oh. we'll uh, we'll have to see what is going on with that. But well, yeah, th- those Salubri are good. Okay, I don't yeah. like the normal Salubri, but the yeah. the other Salubri. Yeah. Oh, those guys are dope. So I like. I love that idea. All right. She hasn't committed to it yet. She's trying to figure out what the character concept, what this game, for those of you who may not know, uh, and Andrew's playing in it too. So that's why he's super excited. Actually, matter of fact, uh, for those who you may not know, uh, we'll have two special guest players of Desiree and David, Desiree Valdez and David Larkins from the esoteric order role players are going to be playing in it. Uh, Andrew will be playing in it. Craig will be playing it and Becca will be playing in it. And what my goal with, and I'll be running it. And what my goal with this, um, story is it's going to be set in the Twin Cities by Night continuity. And for those of you who don't know, I look at the Twin Cities by Night continuity right now to be um, the Daglegion story arc, the Homecoming story arc, uh, Wars on Fire, Dread, and the Ghoul's Fatal Addiction miniseries Servitude. So those are all five kind of in the same continuity, at least in my eyes. And what I'm trying to do with these little miniseries, just like I did with... Um, ghoul's fatal addiction servitude is to expand upon the canon more that i've set and expose more of the canon that i've had in my head since well some of it since i started running uh twin seas by night and so what sorrow winter is going to be is going to be a story set in 1991 during the deep winter of um that year in the twin cities and it's going to be telling the story of a, a sabbat pack that is being sent from montreal to go look into the I guess I don't want to say the disappearance, but like uh, uh, a deep and deeply inserted uh, undercut, not undercover, but embedded pack that's been in the Twin Cities that has stopped reporting back. 
And so they, uh, and not only that, but they're going to be doing this after the loss of their pack leader and pack priest who committed suicide. So basically this is a pack who's kind of leaderless at the moment, trying to find their way, dealing with loss. And the one, they get tasked to look into the disappearance of another pack and they're, they're, they're offered rewards or final death that they fail kind of thing. So it's going to be a real kind of what I'm aiming for as a storyteller with this game and the story is a really uh dark and sad uh tale that that uh, explores themes of loss and of depression and uh family and and tightness and 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 also the horror that is vampire the masquerade when i first started having ideas of this i really was feeling like the kind of like the 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 first second ed uh vibe of vampire and especially at the time i was reading a poppy z bright book now the book wasn't that good to be honest i was reading it was uh lost souls but i didn't like the i didn't like the book but i like the tone of the book if that makes sense i like the vibe of the book uh so that really goth punk aesthetic um not saying that all vampire games had to be that way but that's why this game is set in 1991 i really want to kind of take a deep dive into that and so i'm excited i really am excited for it uh, i'm excited to get into this character creation session the excitement that some have had um just being able to expose more of this twin cities by night canon andrew is what i'm excited about answer questions that players may have lead to more questions and it's kind of um a trip andrew really to be honest with you like seeing people have like theories now about shit which is like kind of mind-boggling but also like <laughs> it's like oh, i mean you've been that? weaving together all these intricate different uh stories and just kind yeah. of tying them together so like people want to you know see they want to see where that uh that, where the rabbit hole goes you know which is excited to, to be honest which i mean i'm not gonna fucking lie like hearing people react that way to to stuff I've ran gives me more motivation to see it through. You know what I mean? Is to, to tell it. That's why I like doing these side stories. Cause originally I was just going to do, you know, like uh, uh, twin seas by night stories and like, and, and, and the pale rider stories, but like doing these side, like stories like this gets me really excited. Cause I'm like, man, I can answer this. I can answer this and not do it in like a convoluted, like just making up shit for people to listen kind of thing. So I'm super excited to finally get uh, to doing that. I'm super excited because I am trying to now with like every game that I run, try to do a new like tone to it. You know, like wars had its own tone. Like dread has its own tone institutionalized. The ultimate evil has its own tone and just kind of try, and servitude had its own thing. So just trying to do like new shit. Will, will it always work? I don't know. Um, but it's fun to be able to be experimental. And I think that with the hard work that you, me and the others in the gang and that the listeners who have who's stuck with us, you know, have all done, we, we now can be more experimental with the shit that we try. You know what I mean? We can more, we're, we're less afraid to 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 go into areas that um, may have been intimidating before when it comes to running or playing in games. So that's really awesome. And I think we see that with the one shots and all the different stuff that we're doing now. So really excited for that. I'm really excited that you're able to play in it. And I'm really excited that Becca and Craig, who can add to the Twin Cities by night, you know, um, continuity, and then especially having David and Dez do that also, especially with Dez now listening through our Twin Cities by night stuff, which is really cool. They're both uh, phenomenal role players, so I'm excited sure. to see what they bring through with their with their characters. There's going to be some. Uh, <laughs> I think gonna... there'll be some fun interactions, especially oh. with uh, the the character pitch that she had. Like, yeah. 
that's gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, they're really good. I mean, if you haven't, like, and I know we, we've been talking about them a lot, but dude, if you have not listened to their role playing stuff, man, you guys got to go listen to Esoteric Order role players. And I'm still like not at um uh uh the fourth. I can't remember what the fourth one was or black and white. I'm still not at at their last two arcs right now. I'm trying to desperately catch up. But um, they're good, and if you and we, we did this uh, the sla- the slasher flick uh, one shot, we will be hunted. That Quinn ran, we did it with them, and they were really awesome in that, and they elevated that story a lot. So I'm really excited to have them in there. So it's cool. And then uh, on the 15th of December, the Ultimate Evil Institutionalized will be released. We'll be recording that on the 8th. It'll be released on the 15th. Really happy with that. How that story is going, Andrew. You guys are blowing me away, man, with the character shit, man. Like, like it's so fucking amazing, dude. Like how, just I, I like that. I just am totally in love with all the characters in that game with each one of you, you know. And I feel that story now. The and I don't know if you feel it as a player. I'll ask your opinion here, but uh, I feel that the story, the actual plot of the story, is starting to come forth now a little bit to the surface. Um, and I just can't. I do. I. I just can't wait till we expose it. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I'm just going with the flow, man. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm just going with the flow. See where see where you lead us. Oh, like man. At, the, at this point, like I know that with certain stories, that's kind of how you have to approach the gaming. Is like I'm gonna whatever you've got in store. I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you lead us there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. I am really excited for it. that game. Has a, such a special place in my heart. I, I have, uh, the last month I've been like. Uh, I found these random like YouTube videos of different shit, uh, shit dealing with Bismarck, North Dakota, like old, like TV commercials. And you know what I mean? And, um, just like really trying to get into that vibe of like this small town in the eighties. Uh, and just, you know, I being there last summer for my sister's wedding and seeing a lot of these places where scenes took place at, and just like being able to take pictures of them and share them that game by far of any, any of the stuff I've ever ran for our channel is by far the closest to my heart by far i mean like for real and this may whatever uh surprise some listeners but like all the vampire shit it does not touch even remotely close with how special the ultimate evil is to me you know uh because i feel like the ultimate evil is so grounded in reality even though it's a you know horror whatever game i feel that you see these like really personal dramatic um and i'm not trying to sound all snooty and haughty toddy and like pretentious or whatever but like you see these like dramatic conversations and scenes that just deal with like real people and real situations you know that scene the last session that we had where you know for example you broke the news to the wife that her husband was cheating on her or even the talk that you had with uh your grandfather you know or even like um when Alex and or or it's just so many scenes like when Alex and Adam went to go speak to the guidance counselor, when Michael spoke to Derek about like the history with the Welksteaders, you know, like these are all like, and if you look at it, nothing really supernatural happened in that whole session, right? It was just real people dealing with real life, and for some reason that I, I find that really enjoyable to run a game that that takes place in, um, and it makes the horror so much more dramatic, you know what I mean? Where it's not like constantly there, so. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. And for those of you listening, I appreciate uh, sharing that story with me for sure. Then we have on the 22nd of December, we have Chronicles of Darkness Inferno, which is a badass concept. 
of a game where basically me and Craig play two mortals. I play Brother Jan and Craig plays Sir Reinhardt, a stick in the mud. No, I love you, Craig. And then um, (laughs) (laughs) Joaquin and Tillman play two demons. And it is really, dude, okay. I got to say this, Andrew. You got two people who are really good at that. Like, Dude, I mean, that... here's the thing. <laughs> okay, we're doing the Texas thing. Here's I the haven't, thing. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I haven't listened to it. Okay, because uh-huh. like I said, it's just it's one of those things where I'm gonna, I'm gonna get around to listening to it. I'm gonna wait till it's done, and then I'll listen to the whole thing. But just knowing who is playing the demons is like, all right. All right, I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Sold. The only the only other person maybe who who I would like feel that way about would be like Slavic playing a demon too. Like Dude, he, yeah. could, he could totally do that. Dude, him and Cora. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing so, I was gonna say. Yeah, those two alone, Joaquin and Tillman, those two alone deserve like like that. That's why you should listen to it. But what I was gonna say is it was funny because I was talking to Des. She's listening to Negligence now, and for those of you who don't know. Our very first vampire game, Negligence, Alex, um, uh, Joaquin, and Slavic were completely new to role-playing. Completely fucking new to role-playing. And now we have Quinn and Slavic are, like, storytelling these games that are, like, extremely fun. You know what I mean? And, like, the the little behind-the-scenes peak, actually not behind the scenes because it'll be released by the time that we are releasing this is that the 13th age story i was just listening to the new one that slavic and then recorded the one shot and just i mean i don't want to sound like it's not because of me it's not like because i mentored them i'm not saying this from like a place of like whatever but it does make my heart swell with pride seeing that these dudes who were like never had role played before you know who just took a chance on some guy asking on reddit you know someone to play vampire are now like running games on a podcast you know what i mean and like like it's just really fucking awesome dude yeah. to me it makes me so happy to be part of this twin cities by night family and for again for those any of those listening we are not a fucking llc a business we are like legit like these are my close fucking friends dude you know what i mean these are these are these are people that uh you know i've talked to at like some severely hard times in my life you know and who were there for me during like you were saying at the beginning yeah yeah for sure like like dude like on the phone with me bro you know what i mean like at two in the morning dude you know what i mean these are like fucking family to me dude and um that's why i always defend you all uh i mean not that i need to defend you guys no one's like attacking you all you know what i mean but like you guys are fucking family dude for real man and that's why uh i'm, I'm so glad that we have this dude and i'm glad you're here with me brother i'm glad that uh we got our whole fam got our back dude because we ain't going anywhere anytime soon dude anywhere anytime soon so we're gonna keep on trucking man could you imagine like 20 years from now we're still doing this shit but god damn it my fucking kidney stone passed in the middle of running this game oh <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go cry now y'all uh... <laughs> we're gonna go do our we're, we're gonna go do our thing but for real though and for all you who have watched us or listened to us all you who just discovered us whatever dude like get down with us bro uh you can find us on our discord where we're always bullshitting about some kind of shit i'm on this big office trip and parks and recs trip you guys can fucking check me out talking about that or get on our twitter at twin underscore cities underscore vtm dude i can say that off the top of my fucking head y'all go check us out on twitter where you can find up <laughs> yeah for real and, and like it's we're ripping on you for that because <laughs> yeah. you you're such an old man that you use underscores for a twitter name like like <laughs> my man 
We don't use I am anymore. Like, this is not. It's not an I am screen name. What is this? I never heard that. I got to they, oh, oh, they didn't okay. say that. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. My urinal, but they were ripping on you for it for oh. like uh, for using uh, like oh uh, underscore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They're, they're just saying what I was thinking, and it was, oh. it was funny. Oh, God, yeah, you're such an old man. I am a fuck. I'm 42, bro. 42, man. But feeling uh, young, man. And then uh, find us on Twitter, man. We got a Twitter. We're trying to get our Twitter going and all that shit. So again, thank you all for checking us out. You got anything to say, Andrew? Before I let these people go, should we release our new saying? Uh, wait, what? We have a new saying. Did I tell you we have a new saying? Yeah, no. This is drink green tea and listen to gore. Does that work, or should we just keep saying drink cold brew, listen to Black Sabbath? You know, uh. I mean, we could still say. I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. No. Okay. So let's just say, slam cold brew, drink cold brew, list the box. Have it. Say it like that. <laughs> just like you, you do you, Chris. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Drink cold brew, list the box. Slam it. All right. I'll talk to you, bitches, later. Have a good day. Peace out. Oh. Hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs, Gameplay, and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general, that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by, we hope to see you there.